Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a special edition of Hue at Home. We are on location, live here at the Japanese Cultural Association of Manitoba Cultural Center on McPhillips, and we are celebrating the kickoff of Asian Heritage Month, the month of May, and it is also their 20th anniversary. So congratulations. We're going to take a look back with Dr. Mooney Mysore. She was integral and part of the beginning of this incredible event that brings together all of our wonderful Asian cultures. Well, thank you so much, Mooney, for being part of this. And this is such an exciting time. We're celebrating 20 years of the Asian Heritage Month here in Canada, but also more importantly here in Manitoba. So, Mooney, take us back to the very beginning and how it all started. Well, it all started back in 2002 when the federal government which uh, Dr. Vivian Poi was responsible for making uh, uh, this all possible. There was a declaration that uh, Asian Heritage Month would be designated in the month of May every year. And uh, soon after that, um, uh, Dr. Art Mickey, Judge Mickey, uh, got together a few of us uh, from different communities, uh, the East Indian community, Vietnamese, Filipino, Chinese, the Japanese, of course, and we got together and started to brainstorm to see how we can uh, start the celebrations and keep it going in the month of May every year. Our inaugural ceremony in 2003 was attended by uh, Senator Poi, and uh, we were lucky to have her uh, come again to subsequent celebrations. Oh, and for yourself, Mooney, can you share your story on how you came here to Winnipeg? Well. I came back in 1983 because I married my husband. Uh, we were both physicians. You know, initially it was difficult to jump the hoops and get into the system, which we did. And we uh, came to Edmonton first and moved around a bit. Did my training in Kingston, Ontario at Queens. And again, juggling two careers, uh, we both came to Winnipeg and liked our jobs and decided to stay here. It's a culturally diverse community, uh, very good place to raise our children and we've stayed here and enjoyed even the winters and the, the summers with the mosquitoes. We're very happy. Oh, so Mooney, with a celebration like this, I know that we've made a lot of progress, but in some ways we still have a lot of work to do. In your eyes now, you've seen this for 20 years. How has it grown? What more can we do to become a community together. Absolutely, and that's where I think we do fall a little bit short. When you look at uh, the, the growth, yeah, there has been growth, but in order to engage with 
whatever the mainstream community is and uh, help us live together, understanding each other's cultures, that has been a challenge. And uh, I think that's where we need to put more of our effort into, especially because Canada is becoming very diverse. So, uh, you know, th there is good and there's still a lot more work to be done. And if you look at yourself professionally, being a psychiatrist, these kind of jobs, I, and you had mentioned too, you, your husband and yourself had to jump through a lot of hoops. When will we see it and, and even playing ground for all people of all colors and all cultures to be able to have these professional positions? Oh, that has again been a challenge despite uh, advocacies. Uh, programs, it, it is still considered, uh, I mean, you don't want to see this, I mean, you can edit it out, uh, like an old boys club, and uh, the people at the top have to either be educated or have to change their uh, opinions in order to recognize the training of um, professionals that come from other countries. And that is still a challenge. And even after all these years, it is still a challenge. And that is, um, you, we find that so, I guess, troublesome and, and very frustrating, but today we're celebrating and we have entertainment here at the Japanese Cultural Center. And I guess if you look around, there's so many different cultures here today and it's so beautiful. What words of wisdom, Mooney, do you want to give so to encourage our future generations, to encourage our young people to continue? Right, and I think along the way we've learned that personal interactions with people of diverse communities is the way to go instead of programs just coming from the top down, you know, this is what we Asians are and this is what we do. If we start to interact with neighbors, our neighbors and other Asian communities, we just realize that uh, even among our Asian communities it is so diverse and we don't know enough of each other. So to begin there, it would be a, a start. And I think our children, they kind of identify more as, can you can edit out, as mainstream, but to engage them in celebration of cultures is also another challenge. I'm the mother of two children and both my children were very involved in Asian Heritage Society. They were part of the youth program. Of course, they've grown up now, so <laughs> getting them back is a challenge. But we have a very young president, Yeni, and so succession won't be a problem for us because we do have some very young and passionate people. Oh, well, we thank you so much for your time, Mooney, and thank you for bringing this event to Winnipeg, to Manitoba. It means so much for our, all of our community. Well, thank you very much for your help in uh, promoting our events over the years. We truly appreciate that. What's up?
Welcome back to Hewitt Home. We are on location at the Japanese Cultural Center. We're celebrating 20 years of the Asian Heritage Month events and I have with me Clayton Sandy. Welcome to Hewitt Home. My heart is still with healing hearts but uh, uh, you have a special duty today and it's so good to see part of your community here and sharing. Yeah, um, I think maybe about four years ago I met Art Mickey and through then Art, start, Art and I started brainstorming and talking and then uh, we started doing things together and uh, he asked me about a month ago if I'd be able to come and do opening prayer and just say a few words about our partnership and of course it's 20 years of 20 years for them and it's a, it's a milestone so yeah I was honored to come and participate yeah and, it's, and the food's always super all the time. Yeah. Can you uh, in your own words Clayton um, I guess put together the closeness between Asian culture and indigenous that there are a lot of similarities and stories that we do share? Yeah when like when I first met Art about four years ago four or five years ago like when 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 I, I sat in I sat in on, on one of the workshops, and they talked about the Japanese internment stuff like that. Like those are things that that I never I never saw in my history books, and it kind of reminds me because the things that I hear non-native people saying that about my community, it wasn't in their in their history books either, and we didn't learn nothing about this growing up about you know about Japanese people interned, land taken away and taken away from a province, and so we didn't learn nothing about that. So when I when I learned about all the, about all those things that have happened in your history, in the Japanese history, it's the same as my history. You lose your land base, your language, your business, everything, eh? And then, yeah, then your family's broken up, eh? And then so we so we so we had so much similarities together, eh? So that's what I really I really appreciate about it. And so give me more in depth as to you know other different cultures that have been displaced also too. Yeah. And for yourself, an event like this, and it is a month long, mm -hmm. but we really need to think about it 365 days of the sure. year, don't we? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Words of wisdom to all of our young people out there. Well, I think it's important to open up your minds, be important to uh, not be afraid to go out and approach somebody from a different culture or a different language group or go out and have somebody else's food. And, and what I did, I did probably on my own probably about maybe 30 years ago when I when I was working in government I actually I, I met so many different different ethnic groups people in government that I actually made an effort on my own to go to their churches so I, I would go and I would, I would actually go to a service all the time a different service all the time I just wanted to see what see what the, what the religion was about eh? so that's why I did it upon myself and it, it, it sure it sure opened up my eyes and and, and I, actually after maybe you know, eight months of going to all these different churches. I think we're still, I think we're all praying to the same person, I think. That's, that's my, my feeling, is that, you know, we're, and, and if you follow the, the Ten Commandments or whatever your commandments are, you should be a good, a good person, that's all. So that's, that's what I think. I think, that's, I think we're, we're all the same. And I remember an elder told me one time, he said, just imagine if we're all born colorblind. What, how, how would the world be like today? So think about it that way. Yeah. Oh, well, it's beautiful, and sorry you're missing the group picture right now, but thank you so much, Clayton, for taking this time. And uh, don't go away out there because we're going to have a beautiful story from Sana Maboub, and she's a wonderful lady that's doing great things right here in our city, too. into play with the Winnipeg 
Women's Conference. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge that we are gathered on Treaty 1 territory, and uh, thank you very much for having me here and taking, it to, taking the time to chat with me. Uh, so what do I do? I guess it's hard to say what I do if I don't give a little background of who I am, where I came from. Uh, I was born and raised in, born and partially raised in Pakistan. My family moved here, so we are as immigrant as they come. My family moved here uh, when my brother and I were still in elementary school. So my brother and I went through elementary school and my parents told us that that's it, we're only gonna be here for three years, get our citizenship, and move back to Pakistan. Well, three years turned into five, 10, 15, but you know, over the years, uh, Winnipeg very much became home for our family. So uh, I went to the University of Manitoba, I got my bachelor's in science, and I thought I was going to be working in a lab coat for the rest of my days, because who doesn't love science? I do. Uh, but then I started working in development uh, at the University of Manitoba. As a student, my job was to call all the alumni of the University of Manitoba, let them know what's going on, and then bam, ask them for a $1,000 donation. <laughs> And like, I loved doing it because I loved sharing what was going on at my university and why somebody should donate to the lab, the organic chemistry lab, because it helps students like me. And it wasn't just the faculty of science, it was, we would call all the graduates of all faculties. Anyway, fast forward, as I was finishing up my degree, I ended up applying for a position um, in the development world. I received it, and that's how I really got involved in the wonderful world of volunteering, um, giving back to the community, working with incredible community members. Uh, fast, fast forward, I'm now a senior advisor with the, uh, the Government of Canada, which is also a, a huge part of Prairie's Economic Development Canada, the, the department I work for, it's a mouthful, uh, is to give back and support the very businesses that serve us, the citizens, and the, the, the you know, Winnipeggers and Manitobans. Well, that was so long-winded, no, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, but <laughs> I, I think that what I take away from that is that you thought that you were heading in one stream yeah. and then totally did something completely different, yes. but found your true passion. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and, and I've met a lot of women and then heard a lot of presentations, and that all comes back to following your dream, following your passion, and you actually have found the beauty in volunteering. And I think too, probably if you weren't uh, an immigrant, you probably wouldn't have volunteered half as much as if you were just yep. born here. Am I right? I think that's probably a fair thing to say. Uh, growing up, a big part of the culture was with my parents was just constantly give back, give back, give back. And uh, back home, if I can paint a picture, there's a fair amount of... Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply people in need and what I would see all the time and I still see till this day when we go back home is my parents are constantly um, giving back generously whether it's with their time their 
you know, talent, their finances. So my parents made charity a huge, huge thing, huge part of our upbringing for my brother and I. And so that's why I find myself getting a little bit more involved in youth initiatives and volunteering with youth initiatives. Because if I could have had, you know, any involvement um, as a kid back then, if I had a mentor, of mm -hmm. course, aside from my parents and my teachers, if I had somebody who could just could have just, you know, given me some time and attention and affection, I think it would have uh, I would have probably cried a little bit less. So I find myself giving back to youth initiatives a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's so yeah. important. And I think, too, is just knowing that somebody else has walked in your shoes. Or I know what it's like, mm -hmm. and you can relate. And even if we can kind of make the analogy here, when you're talking to women, I've been there, I've seen that. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe it's because of the way you look or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we've got this. We've got this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the questions that I know they're going to ask me, and I was reflecting on them, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this question. But I was trying to think of very like politically correct ways to answer, and I, and you know, thinking of some other answers, which I was like, no, that's too embarrassing to, to share, or no, I'm too ashamed to share it. But no, this is. I will. I plan on being fully transparent on that stage uh, because that is the only way that that I hope uh, stories will resonate with the audience. And so I guess now when you kind of look at the way the world is and there's a lot happening in the world and I want to kind of hear your comments on women. We sit here in this beautiful building with wonderful people sharing our successes and and really life isn't that bad but around the globe we really haven't come that far yeah. and there are still a lot of women oppressed mm -hmm. you know how do how do we come to grips with that because i have a hard time you know as i'm sitting here and i have the cameras and the lights on and you know you're you're all dressed up and we're having these conversations mm -hmm. ah women around the world we are women around the world um, women are expected to be um, this pinnacle of beauty no matter where they are or what part of the world they're in women are expected to be you know she is a female CEO no she's, she's just a CEO right so there's so many um, layers that come with uh, when being, a, being a woman. Mm -hmm. I take a look at some of the abuse that women go through, whether it's sexual, whether it's mental, whether it's physical. I take a look at some of the resources that are out there for women and are they enough and what can we possibly do? To, well, you know, you'll, you always feel so small, like what can I possibly do to help a woman that is in need? And I ultimately think about what helped me, um, you know, perhaps what helped me when I was growing up, what helped me when I was moving to, a, to Canada as a young, young child. So I think everything starts from um, your immediate circle. Women are constantly growing, human beings in general are constantly growing and you need to adjust your circle um, accordingly and you need a different, you know, it takes a village to raise yeah. a child. It takes a village to raise a, a, an adult. It takes a village to raise and to keep an adult's mental health stable. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm not sure, I can't remember where I read it, was, if you want to see the world change, go home and love your family. Um, and I think about all the love that my parents, and, it, and 
family doesn't have to be your immediate parents or your sibling. It could yes. it could be your tribe, right? So go home and love your family, and that applies to all of us because that'll get you in the positive mindset to make the changes that you need to in your life and to those around you, and that's going to have a ripple effect, I feel, in your community, and that will have a ripple effect in your city, your country, and worldwide. Just be kind to the, to the people around you because it will make a huge impact to those um, for, for generations to come. Well, welcome back to Hewitt Home, and my special guest right here is Yeni Trin. And Yeni, you are the president this year of this incredible event, Asian Heritage Month. It's going to be very busy for you, is it not? Yes, this is the first year that we're back with in-person events. For the past two years, it's been virtual and Zoomed, and so in some way that's less stressful and less busy but now that um, we're in person today's May 1 opening ceremony and I can tell you that my feet are killing me <laughs> before I would just sit and do stuff and be on screen but today uh, but I'm happy it's a happy feeling happy tiredness mm -hmm. to see everybody in person to see their faces to feel their presence to be together and that's what um, Asian Heritage is all about, to bring people together and to yeah. celebrate. Yes. Now you were part of at the very beginning of this, so how have you seen this grown, the whole event? Ooh, you're aging me now, <laughs> 20 years. Um, well, I'm older and everybody around me is older, but we have been seeing um, more youth coming in, um, more issues being discussed. We start off with, of course, um, um, anti-Asian racism, we dealt with intergenerational issues, uh, professional panels discussing careers and, and, and Asian workshops. We've done Asian meditation. <laughs> um, lots and lots of events and throughout it's been amazing people. I say events change and topics change, but the people who work with us, people who we present to, they've been lovely and very welcoming. So that's how we endure because how can we do this year after year uh, without their support? So very, very, very grateful, uh, yeah. Yenny, for you, what are some of the highlights this month? What should we look forward to? Uh, the highlights, uh, I would like to say, today's event, which hopefully we'll get lots of pictures on there. Um, Asian professional panels, unfortunately we have to do that virtually, but we're taping it with 15 incredible uh, professionals discussing their careers and advice for the youngsters uh, on what to proceed and, and how, and, and just general, um, you know, big brother, big sister advice. If, if, um, and it'll be on our website. And of course, uh, we have, I think our big event this year is Asian Canadian Festival at the Cube in the Exchange District. It'll be in, uh, on a Sunday, May 29. Um, we have performers from all ethnicities, all groups, singing, dancing, kung fu fighting, <laughs> and for the first time ever, K-pop dance competition. Yes, it is very exciting, and again, um, we're pouring almost our energy to that, and we're hoping it'll be a great event. Uh, and of course, we're going to Stonewall for the first time to present on Manitoba Day, um, May 12th, uh, bringing some local performers, and there'll be uh, um, 
performance from Stonewall, celebrating Asian heritage and Manitoba Day. So the, we, we try to go to different rural area every year, and this year will be Stonewall. So uh, hopefully we'll have some videos to put on our website. So that's very exciting. Um, and many, many more things. Check out our website, AsianHeritageManitoba.com. Facebook, Instagram. I have to say that is what's different. I used to just say, check out our poster. Here you go. Now it's like, well, website, Instagram, and Twitter, and Facebook, and what else we got on there. But that's how we try to reach people and then just to spread our wings. And that's what we have. Wow, a big thank you to you, Yenny. What a great event and a huge endeavor on your on your part but it is so good to be in person and I know that it is going to be such a huge success so thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us and spreading the word we're very excited again to be in person so thank you. Let everybody know about us. Yes we'll, we'll spread the word and then coming up next we have Fubuki Daiko which I think you might see in Stonewall too as well.
Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. The four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. Welcome back to Hugh at Home. A special thank you to all of our guests on today's show. And we'll leave you with this question. How are you going to celebrate Asian Heritage Month? And there is a whole lot of events happening, so there's a lot to take in. We want to know, so send us an email at hello at ilikehugh.com or you could message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehugh. But for now, stay safe and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.